Brand You Magazine and Podcast exists to inspire, motivate and invigorate women to step into their businesses as truly themselves. Full of real life stories, practical solutions and inspirational ideas from fellow entrepreneurs, each issue has a different theme that showcases the many values, beliefs and morals that women build their businesses around today. So, be your business and brand you. Welcome to the brave issue of Brand You magazine. We are celebrating courageous women from all walks of life who have bravely taken life's challenges and difficulties, trials and tribulations, and used them to boldly step up, stand out, and claim their space. Through her own personal journey of losing her full-term daughter, Layla, to stillbirth, Lauren started her own high-vibes marketing agency that embraces her life and family values. Lauren, tell us a little bit about you and what your business, The Vibe Tribe, is. We are a digital marketing agency. So we are for creatives and, and rebel entrepreneurs who like to do marketing a little bit different. So we help to, to make their brand shine both on and, and offline. So something I'm really passionate about. I, I love being creative. I've always been in different creative industries. So for me, this is a huge love to be able to, you know, do what I love each day um, and, and make the rules, which is nice. <laughs> um, I'm a getting to you know, choose the dreams and, and make them happen and backing myself into it. I, um, yeah, I love that part of it. I'm a mom of three, three amazing daughters, Layla, who would have been six, um, Isabella, who's five and Sienna, who's two. Yeah. I'm supported by amazing hubby who, yeah, is the backbone to a lot of what I do. I wouldn't be able to run a business and, and be a mom and, and all the other many hats that I wear without his love and support. So he, um, yeah. He's definitely a big part of the tribe for sure. Shout out to all the hubbies that are supporting. Yeah, he's amazing. Like that, always, um, yeah, egging me on to to do the next thing or whatever I choose for, you know, for that moment. He's like, we're all in. So um, it does make it a, a lot easier to be able to, to be able to do all the things because you definitely can't, um, can't do it by yourself. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think that's the thing you realise most when you sort of step out of corporate and into your own world of your own design when it comes to uh, running your own business is the sudden realisation is, is that as much as it is freeing to live by your own rules, you suddenly realise you're, you're in charge of living up to them and setting them and being held to account to them as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and the fact that like, everyone's like, I'm going to have my own business is most of us choose it because of you know we want some freedom it takes all of your time keeps you up at night it is very rewarding but um it's definitely not insta-worthy posts of, of what everyone thinks you know being a uh, fierce female in business kind of vibe is there's you know definitely hard work as well now before you mentioned that you have three daughters and that your daughter Layla would be sick she is the the reason behind why your business was started up and why you have structured it the way you have if you feel all right, would you mind telling us a little bit about Layla? 
Yeah, absolutely. I will probably get emotional as I always do talking about her. So my firstborn, she was stillbirth. Um, she was stillborn at, at 37 weeks. So yes, she has definitely shaped a lot of who I am, how I do things, how I see things and why I run the business the way I do. To give a bit of context, my hubby and I, it was our, our first child. I had a really normal pregnancy. I was feeling great. All my checkups were normal. I think it was by the book, feeling great. I had finished up at work. I was on maternity leave. I was done. I was at the end. I was, you know, had hospital bags packed. I had a nursery all set up. Like literally everything was done. So yeah, at 37 weeks and, and one day, we sadly, yeah, we, we lost Layla. So what happened was I, I'd had a busy day. I'd been out and about and doing the last minute things of you know, waddling around shopping centers and things like that. And I remember coming home and just thinking, oh, it hasn't been as much movement as normal. But I also didn't know if that was because I was bigger, I was uncomfortable, she was big, does it slow down? And, you know, maybe I was distracted throughout the day. So I just kind of thought it was my first time. So I just thought that maybe that's how it goes. But I did mention it to Jonathan. He kind of thought the same thing. And then as the night went on, it was just playing on our minds and we both couldn't sleep. So, you know, and he, and he took me to the hospital and then, you know, the rest from there was a bit of a blur. We were then taken into emergency and well at the maternity ward and, and they put monitors on me and all that you'll remember the nurse that was there and she was trying to find the heartbeat and like she was looking for a while and could just tell in her face that something wasn't right and so she went to get somebody else to come in and then they called in my OB and you know this is at 3am and I just knew he came in completely disheveled and someone's waking him up and I'm like if he's here it's, it's not good and said that they couldn't find her heartbeat yeah and that we lost her so from that moment, everything was crazy in terms of then having to work out how I would birth her, what that means. Do I go natural? Do I not? Because it was so early in the morning as well, in the middle of the night, they um, gave us some time and we could go home and, and work out what we wanted to do and talk with our family. I just wanted to talk to my mum. And so we did that. We went home and we contacted our family and, and did all those things. And we really spoke through what we wanted and um. I just didn't feel strong enough that um that I could give birth naturally and not hear her cry. So for me, I then decided to have a Caesar. But again, that was really hard because it was like, you know, I remember people kind of giving their advice and being like, oh, you know, you're then going to, like, what about the scar? Like, you're going to have that there forever. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to, it's going to be a scar, whether it's physical or not. Like, it's something that's with me forever. So that kind of thing didn't really bother me. It was just more than also the recovery. We called the OB to tell him that. And then literally within 10 minutes, I remember my water's breaking. So that kind of then changed everything again because I wouldn't have been going in until that night. But then all of a sudden the plans changed. And um, and then from that moment, I, I think I went into shock because honestly, I don't remember getting to the hospital. Jonathan, you know, he said there was so much water. I had to have, sit in the, in, in the car with a towel between my legs. All I remember is them putting me in a wheelchair and I was, you know, like throwing up and shaking. And I just, I just said, in the end, um, they said, like, if we're going to do a Caesar, we need to do this now. And so they started getting Jonathan dressed as well for him to be able to come into theatre. And I just said, I can't, like, I can't be awake for this. I remember then um, they put me out and they did it. And then, and actually it kind of worked out beautifully for us because while us um waking up after surgery and and coming to Jonathan had actually had this time with Layla they gave her to him my heart so, breaks for yeah. anyone that's been in a similar situation yeah. to you being Sorry. able to even just share a story so that someone feels like there's that moment where they all they know that other people have gone through it 
I was in a, a situation with my second born where I'd had an easy pregnancy the first time around and everything just went upside down and topsy-turvy with her and it just I, I almost felt a level of of shame like I'd done something wrong and I, I second guessed everything because this wasn't how it was supposed to be everyone's got the got a story but every story is individual and even just being able to have the conversation with someone of how I truly felt rather than having to put a face on yeah exactly and there's so much to that because I just often think you just don't know what anyone else has had to experience like you know you go through and you know I'm guilty of it as well you go through our our feed and whilst I touch on it here and there you know if you didn't read every post or if you didn't know you know my journey then you probably just wouldn't have a clue I don't walk around with a sign saying that I lost my child most people don't understand other people's stories they don't understand what it takes you know especially in those early years for me you know at the time in January when it's her birthday you know I'm pretty useless that week but most people wouldn't have a clue why October still birth awareness month and things like that like I try and be active and talk about those things when I can because it's really sad that there's six babies a day in Australia that are stillborn it's actually it's so ridiculous to me I didn't know anything about it until it happened to me I just didn't understand I thought there must have been something wrong with her and there wasn't they did all these tests I held her in my arm like she was perfect other than the fact that she wasn't breathing she there was nothing wrong with her and she looked exactly like my other two daughters when they've been born like you know they she was just had this full head of hair and this perfect little nose and so for me that was a really really hard part is to not understand the why like I think if there was a reason I could be like oh okay and then especially going into further pre pregnancies knowing if there's something I could do different or, or what to look for or what could help was is really hard you know I've then gone on to have two more daughters and the pregnancy is an eternity I do love being pregnant but also every little twinge or if I'm not sure like now I just I go I go straight to the doctors I'm on a monitor we're besties I'm there a lot I actually had the same OB and I went back to the same hospital with my other girls they were yeah really amazing me and and help guide me through that and also I was at a, a smaller hospital and it hadn't happened to them in like six years so they were also really looking for ways to help me and resources the littlest things like the you know they moved me slightly out of the maternity ward when I was in recovery because obviously hearing babies cry for the next five days that I had to be in there or being near the nursery or like things like that was heart-wrenching for me so they were really considerate with things like that and heartfelt actually came out and heartfelt uh, photographers a, a group of volunteer photographers that will come out and take photos so we have these incredible images of us holding Layla and of her holding my hand that's now you know all I have um yeah so I've seen friends go through similar circumstances and I've seen friends go through miscarriages and I have a friend a really close friend who's going through breast cancer people yeah. that care about you they just don't, they know, don't what know, to know what do. to do yeah if anyone ever finds themselves in a situation where they have to support someone through this what was the things that got you through yeah it's a really really good one because it is hard it's really hard to know what to do even though I've experienced it I've then had other people that I've no experienced it and even I was like oh my gosh how can I reach out what can I naturally people don't want to 
make you more upset. So often they'll like avoid talking about her or say, or using her name. And it's probably the opposite. I still talk about her all the time and refer to her. And she's got two little sisters and not to be worried about talking about it would be one thing because whether you say something or not it's always in our head we're always thinking about them I think just to you know feel okay having those conversations I would say as well I, I went to a counsellor after that which was great for me to have somebody just out of my world who was all you know who wasn't hurting like we were to give me some perspective and just talk through what I was feeling and they were really great to be able to help me actually going back to work I worked in the events industry I worked at a venue and did sales and marketing and so for me that was really hard like I was going back to a job that was exactly the same position exactly what I was doing before but I wasn't the same person I didn't have this maternity leave I hadn't planned to be there for a year all of a sudden now it's just you know like what do I do am I am I meant to go back it was really hard to navigate one thing that they really helped me with the counselor was to actually email all my co-workers before I started to say like I get it I know it's really hard and I know you may not know how to approach me but here are a few subjects or here are a few topics that I am happy to you know break the ice I'm happy for you to mention her name makes me happy um whilst I might get teary or I might struggle sometimes you know I I worked with a lot of females and we were all at very similar ages starting to have kids and pregnancies and so I knew a couple of my friends that were pregnant were you know like I didn't want them to feel like they had to avoid me or and not talk about their own joy because of what happened to me so I think putting that all in an email and then coming back to work they were like oh my gosh like thank you like you gave us permission to feel okay or know what to do or just give us some guidelines so I found that really really helpful and then little things I love when people choose like little ways to remind me that they do think of her or that they remember that she's such a, a big part of me you know I've had beautiful friends who have made donations on her birthday to to something each year at like the age that she would have been. I'm a dancer. I, I used to dance my whole life and, and have taught at four or five years old. They'd be like, oh, she'd probably start dancing at this age. So we've made a donation to the ballet on, on her behalf on her birthday or just like really thoughtful things like that, especially, you know, as time has gone along and as I've had more kids and things like that, that she's still part of part of me. From the get-go, Layla was a big part of your why and your family was a big part of your why. Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about how you've shaped your business around your family and around doing Layla proud? You know, after losing Layla, uh, 12, 13 months later, we then welcomed Isabella to the family. So when I had her, it took a bit of time and then it got to the stage where I was like, I don't want to go back to what I was doing. Like I am such a different person now. I'm also at a stage where I had obviously craved and longed for a healthy baby for so long and, and then went through it a really long nine months to welcome Isabella. So after that, I was like, if I'm going to work, it needs to be for something that I love and I'm so passionate about that, you know, leaving her and, and taking time away makes sense to me. I, I was in a position where I, I did need to work. So I was like, I need to, you know, be bringing in money, but I, I just need it to be joyful. Like I need to feel good. I need to feel useful. And I think a lot of that also comes down to the fact that for so long, I felt like I had let, or my body had let, let me down and let Layla down and... I guess maybe having some control over something that I could, you know, run with and, and own. 
all I ever wanted was a little girl and she put me through a lot from the start and she was a really, really hard baby and a really, really hard toddler and control becomes a big part of it because it's it's a way of you feeling like you can actually figure out what the future is going to hold because it, when you've had that level of fear and that level of you know questioning controlling your whole life control feels like the answer at that point I remember somebody telling me that you only know your version of hard and bad looking at other people you know they'd, they'd whinge about being up all night with their baby and I would be like are you kidding I would, I would kill to be up all night with a healthy baby they haven't experienced my experience so that is their their version of, of bad and hard and now two babies in and, and one who doesn't sleep I get it like <laughs> that is hard we all have our different version of what we've had to experience and it's not easy. And then, yeah, it definitely has shaped the business as it's growing because starting out, it probably did save me in terms of keeping me occupied and keeping my brain creative and giving me another outlet other than just being a mom or worrying about, you know, there was a lot of fear even once my daughter was here that anything could possibly happen to her after losing Layla. Jonathan and I would check on her and we still do it. We check on the girls multiple times, you know, a night that they're still breathing. I don't know how normal that is, but that's our version of normal because you know, of, of what we've gone through. The business has grown. It's definitely shaped my values. It's only the last year that I've put a really big emphasis on nutting them out, like getting clear on what they are and what my brand is and what my business is, because, you know, I feel like we're at this point where we are really building and going to a new level. But ironically, like I love writing, like I've got a million notepads everywhere and just scribble of, of all these thoughts and lyrics and just quotes and everything. And it was only that when I do something like this or do an interview or something like that, that I was reading back over some of my notes from like back when I started. I was like, oh my gosh, I am doing exactly what I'd set out. It is the same intention. I'm just I've just matured into it like I just am more confident in knowing that that's the direction and being able to articulate it and so we've now landed on our values which are us it's about being straight up so it's just about you know being honest and straight to the point and say what you mean and and mean what you say and just you know lead with clearness and kindness we're big on impact you know this business has impacted the way I am and how I go about my life but I understand what that business journey means for so many other people as well. So when we work with small businesses, I want them to feel like, wow, they care. We went another number, like she is in this, she gets it. The team put, you know, I have an incredible tribe of creatives from our copywriter to graphic designer to web developer. Like we have a team of amazing humans who care. Like that's a big one for us. Another one is uh, intuition. And that's huge for me. And I think that plays to the fact that you know my business is called the vibe tribe so I'm big on vibes I'm big on feelings I may have not always realized that up until now that since Layla I've lent into that a lot more and also I feel like that's her kind of guiding me sometimes being like red flag red flag you know if it doesn't feel right there's a reason when it does and it doesn't make sense then also that's that's amazing and just go with it and then collaboration is our other value we are doing it together like we're, we're stronger together um I definitely couldn't build the business without the the amazing humans that helped me and whether that be family and then you know the girls in the in the team um but also with our clients like we have been able to create some amazing projects and campaigns that blow my mind and and have had an amazing effect for our clients because you know we listen to them and we gel and we innovative that way I think yeah I'm super proud that it's led to that 
and intuition is one of those things where when you're first starting out it can be really really scary to follow yeah being that this is the brave issue what would be some of the ways that people can sort of start to be brave by following their intuition like for you what are the signs starting out you're like yeah I kind of I get a feeling about this but I don't know and you know you don't want to upset anyone or you go with the flow of it and you're trying to build so sometimes it's hard to trust that but now I just I it's my thing like I think my husband jokes that it's like my superpower because even to the point where you know he's one of his mates will introduce me to one of you know his girlfriends or something and then later I'll be like no they won't be together like I just get this feeling of like when it fits I know And so that's the same kind of thing with, you know, whether that be people, but also clients. I literally had this the other day where a client was talking to me on the phone and I got off the phone and I was like, they just don't feel like me. If I say yes to this, it's going to be more worth than it's worth, but also they're not going to appreciate the value we bring to it. And these are the clients that always end up going wrong. Like I just know now that I'm getting that feeling for a reason. For me, I genuinely feel it in my gut. I feel like butterflies and swooping sensation. Often you only know that it was there after you've acted. Suddenly feel that lightning and that freeing. It's one of those things where just stretching your intuition muscle can really have such positive influence on your business that it just becomes instinct. Once you see the results of following up on your intuition and seeing what comes from it, there's no way you wouldn't want to follow that in the future. I love just that knowing. Sometimes if you're in a situation or you've been somewhere and you physically get signs that you're not okay, that that's also your intuition universe is only showing you the right way it's not trying to lead you up the garden path if you listen to it it's going to be for the good you know a lot of times intuition can be like you refer to it in in terms of guiding you from something bad but I also love that it's for the good like I I get it I'm I love music so I will most of the time be working with my music blaring in my ears or when I'm driving and you know felt out a bit of a tune like those moments as well sometimes like there'll be a certain song at a certain moment And I just think, oh, yeah, I'm in the right place, the right time. My life has had some incredible heartache, both with Layla and other other losses in our family and obstacles. The good is still good. I'm very blessed. I have incredible husband and kids and wider family, network of friends and a tribe that I wouldn't trade for the world. And I think, yeah, Layla plays a huge part in that view on life. We definitely enjoy the small things now and, and make the most of that. A lot of what you do with social media marketing and what you do with your tribe, like you said, you do things a little bit left field. And let's be honest, a lot of people are feeling very oversaturated with social media. What are some of the ways that people from a social media point can start to start that process of how they can make themselves shine out against a world of same, same? On social media at the moment, there's a lot of people being like, here, here's your five top ways to get better engagement or cut through the noise and ironically I actually don't think that's what they are for me it's about meshing it with being human so taking it from socials and and you know telling your story being really honest and transparent with what you're about and and who you're looking for and what you're offering but we're about surprising and delighting people like we love those out of the box kind of ideas so for example during COVID last year we had our graphic designer do some beautiful designs of our clients. So 
almost like your work, like those beautiful kind of caricatures with the, with all the bright colours. We did those for, you know, 30 of our old clients, current clients, you know, people we touch base on socials, people that always interact and share the love with us. We turned them into postcards. So their own face was a postcard and I wrote handwritten notes to all of them saying like, I get it, small business is hard. Um, COVID is hard you know we can't wait to keep cheering you on through this love from the tribe that kind of stuff is what I love no one expected that wasn't this huge financial gesture you know it wasn't like a, a big gift that we delivered or something like that it was just something really heartfelt like I spent the time writing individual notes to each person they were people that really do mean something to us so I think it's those things for businesses like think how you can you know maybe it is using the voice memo you know option in your dms instead of just like typing to the person hearing the voice is so much it, it just adds another layer like you feel you know them and I do that for new clients who then you know we start following socials I'll do a little video and be like hey it's Lauren. Um, thanks so much. You know, we're so excited to jump on board with you in the next few weeks. Like those kind of things, I think make a difference. Yeah, with the team, we often sit down and think, how can we just do this a bit different, or how can it be more impactful than just an emoji on their post? And I get it. Social media is a lot of pressure to be posting all the time, and and understanding like, oh, do I need to be doing it twice a day? Should I be on stories? Should I also be on Facebook? Sometimes it we've been terrible at our own at some points because you then dive straight into being after your clients and making sure everything's happening and then sometimes I think oh my gosh what am I what do I need to say but the last six months I've invested a lot of time and and money in in different courses and and learning myself a bit more development just I what my messaging is and and what I want to say so if you do come across my post like you feel like you know me you feel like you know the tribe you feel like we are your friends like we which you trust us you would you would come to us because you know not only is it going to be an incredible looking feeling campaign it's going to deliver and it's going to make you stand out so I think bringing that all together is is really important and yeah I think bravery plays into that a lot across everything you know whether it's life and business just being confident enough to go with it at the start I, I think I actually messaged you this that for me my business is this beautiful magic and space of being able to be incredibly brave but also be broken and I think that constantly, like it started as that because I was definitely and, and still am like <laughs> incredibly broken in terms of Layla and life and understanding what that all means. But sometimes I just think the bravery also is doing it anyway, even though I feel like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I should be should be doing or feeling but doing it learning and and allowing myself to have those good days and bad days but also for my team like they I've got moms fair moms you know incredible entrepreneurs everyone's doing their thing and so to have a tribe where we're all being brave together is, is pretty epic for me I think today's culture with everyone having to sort of like in a lot of ways break themselves down and pull themselves back up again through COVID has helped people to see people for people a lot more it's not business to business anymore it's human to human that messaging of see you I get you here's what I think I can do to you know help you along the way or support you and that's big for us yeah we're, we're really quite honest like if I don't think we're going to add value and we're not going to be able to make the impact then I'm not going to take the client on I'm that type of person like I literally would not be able to sleep knowing I didn't deliver something to the best of our abilities or I let someone down like those things bug me and, and eat me up so I think that's why that is such a big 
value for me because I like sleep and I'd like to, <laughs> I like sleeping at night knowing that I really did everything in my power to to make it happen and do it well be in a space where I feel more comfortable and more brave to be who I am and and that was the other thing that you touched on as well that yeah we are quite quite straightforward because I think no one has time for BS like I know I don't between the kids and planning our lives and you know friends and doing all the things that you want to fit in I don't have time to to waste time now from the quote queen what would be one of your biggest tips for people that are wanting to feel a little more brave your track record for getting through hard days is a hundred percent so far I've had the worst of worst days I still got through it and I'm still here and like so I think that for me is what bravery means bravery is getting through the tough days when you don't think you can thank you for joining us today if you would like to see more Subscribe to Brand New Magazine over at www.brandumagazine.com.au. Every three months you will receive the new issue direct to your inbox, full of gorgeous design, freebies and discounts, and interactive links that will allow you to connect with our contributors. And check out our Instagram for more inspiration to be your business and brand you.